You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrds.nl. Now, let's get into the podcast. Let us, before we continue looking at God's Word, let us just spend a moment praying together. Uh, you know that I like to do this uh, from time to time on Sundays just before I preach, just for us to spend a bit of time in prayer. And what I'd like to do today is um, perhaps something uh, a little bit different. We don't often do this, um, but I think it is beautiful and it is special and would like for us to pray uh, the Lord's Prayer this morning. So if you know it, then please pray it with me. Uh, if you only know it in your home language, then pray it in your home language. Um, but let us take a moment to pray as our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, taught his disciples and us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, uh, beautiful friends, we are busy with a sermon series on the Holy Spirit. Um, I am really excited about the series. I'm excited about the season in the life of our church. Now, my dear friends, this, this sermon series, this season, can be just another sermon series, if that's what you want it to be, then that is all that it will be for you. Just another topic, another series, and on we move to the next. But it can also be, I believe, a series that will initiate change in your life. And can change everything when it comes to your relationship, your understanding, and your experience of Jesus Christ. For it is the task of the Holy Spirit to make Jesus come alive for us. That Jesus will be so much more than just a habit, a routine, a tradition, a culture, how I was raised, the right thing to do. An historical figure. But instead that Jesus will be a living relationship, that you get to experience the power and the presence 
of Creator God, God Almighty, Yahweh, His Son, Jesus Christ, in a very real day-to-day experience. And I believe that if your heart's attitude is, as we sung earlier, Lord, here is my heart, then God will honor that and will do something beautiful in your life in this season. To that end, we're preaching about how does the Holy Spirit help us? And I've been looking at various ways that the Holy Spirit does that. I've, I've worked out um, uh, daily devotions for you for this sermon series. You can find them on the app. I'm calling us to pray together as a church community on the 26th of June. Monday, the 26th of June, we are going to pray together as a community. Come, Holy Spirit, and show me Jesus. And then on the 9th of July, for all those that want, I've invited all the elders to be here. And we are going to ask them to, as it tells us to do in the Bible, to anoint us with oil and to pray for us. And we're going to pray with and for one another. To say, Lord, I know that when it comes to the Holy Spirit, a lot is said, and I've seen and experienced perhaps a great deal in my life. Some of it's caused me confusion. Some of it has has left me uh, disappointed. Some of it has left me hurt. And Lord, all that stuff. I just simply come to you and say, Lord, I want more of you. I want Jesus to be real. For me, I want to know the presence and the power of God in my life. I want to fully understand what it means to live as a child of God, reaching his or her full potential. That's what I want, Lord. And so I pray, come Holy Spirit, and let it look however it might look in my life. New wine, new wineskin is the posture of my heart. And so, today we continue. Uh, We have been looking at how the Holy Spirit helps us to live our faith. We've looked at various ways. We've said the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. The Holy Spirit empowers us. We have said the Holy Spirit last week assures us and reassures us of our salvation and reminds us that we are adopted into God's family. Today, we're going to look at another way that the Holy Spirit wants to help you and me live our faith. Friends, life in many ways is a series of decisions we have to make. Some big ones, some small ones, but we have the series of decisions we've got to make all the time. We make our decisions and they make us. Do I I stay or do I move? Do I hold on or do I let go? Do I tie the knot? Or not. And so often it can leave us with a sense of anxiety. It can be draining because what if I get it wrong? What if I make the wrong decision? What if I go south when I should be going north? 
What then? The Bible has a promise for us. The Bible tells us that one of the key roles that the Holy Spirit wants to play in our lives is to be our guide, is to lead us and guide us and help us make right decisions. Isn't that wonderful? Ezekiel 36 verse 27 says this, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow. Psalm 23 verse 3 says this. He, what? Leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me. God, the Trinity, has commissioned the Holy Spirit with the responsibility to get us home safely. <laughs> the Trinity has commissioned and given the Holy Spirit the job to say, this one I love, this one, this one, all, oh, I love them, they are my children adopted into my family, get them home safely. Guide them, lead them, help them make the right decisions and choices in life. One of the greatest examples we find in the Old Testament, the Israelites in the wilderness. Nehemiah says in Nehemiah 9 verse 19 to 20, it says, you have great mercy, so you did not leave them in the desert. The pillar of cloud guided them by day. And the pillar of fire led them at night, lighting the way that they were to go. You gave your good spirit to teach them. You gave them manna to eat and water to drink when they were thirsty. A pillar of cloud and fire. Holy Spirit, Will you be my pillar of cloud and fire because I need it? Lead me, guide me, show me the way. So, you know the story. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but you know the story. The Israelites, they were slaves in Egypt for over 400 years, we read in Exodus. 430 years, something like that. And through a series of wonderful events, Moses and plagues were involved. Pharaoh decided to let them go. And so here they were, set free. The Red Sea opened up. The promised land beckons and awaits. But you must remember, all they know is Egypt. They were slaves. I mean, they weren't going on holiday every summer to. They were slaves. All they knew was their village. 
And here is the promised land before them. Wonderful. Thank you, God. Uh, do we go this way or where do we go? Without God's guidance, where would they have ended up? I'll tell you where they would have ended up. Back in Egypt. Isn't that where we end up so often without God's guidance? Back in Egypt. If you know what I mean. And so that's why we read Exodus 13, 21. The Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire. We read in Exodus 14, the pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Isn't it wonderful? Not just guiding, but protecting. Parents for your children, God's Spirit, we pray, will protect our kids. Will you be a pillar of cloud and fire? God Almighty, Spirit of the living God, leading and guiding my children, going before them and behind them. To lead them and protect them. Especially my teenagers, I pray, Lord. <laughs> we read in Exodus 40, In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So here we have the scenario. What really is this, I suppose we can describe in modern day language, this uh, divine GPS. <laughs> turn left. Turn right. That's really what happened. We say thank you to the prophet Isaiah because the prophet Isaiah tells us what this cloud and this fire was. Who was it? What was it? That was this GPS that was guiding them and leading them on the way to go. What was it? Isaiah 63 verse 11 to 14 says, Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them? Who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand? who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting renown, who led them through the depths. You need God to lead you through the depths. Like a horse in open country, they did not stumble. Like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. And this is how you guided your people. Isaiah says, this is how you guided your people. Isaiah tells us that this cloud and this fire, it was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led and guided the, the Israelites back in the day. Who leads the children of God today? Still the Holy Spirit. In fact, we know this because Jesus said in John 16, verse 13, John 16, Jesus gives us this reassurance. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, 
What does it say there? He will guide you into all the truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Jesus himself reminded us and said to us that as the Spirit of God, this divine GPS led the people through the wilderness where there were no road signs, not knowing do we go this way, do we go that way. And God's love for us compelled us, uh, compelled him to lead his people, so too he wants to lead you and me today. That's how the Holy Spirit wants to help you. He wants to guide you. But why then, Paul, do we at times fail to detect this fire and cloud? <laughs> why then, Paul, do we miss so often in our lives the guidance of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit? How can we be better led by the Holy Spirit? Well, Romans 12 gives us, I believe, a fairly clear and direct answer to this. And this is important for us to hear. This is something Catherine and I are just trying to teach our kids. And by teaching them, trying to remind ourselves, we need to hear it. Paul in Romans 12 verse 2 gives us a very clear answer. Let me read it for us. He says, here's how. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, do you notice the then? Then you will learn to know God's, what? Will for you. Fairly clear, isn't it? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is, so by the way, good and pleasing and perfect. What this passage tells us is that God has a will for your life, and He wants you to know it. His will just so happens to be good, pleasing, and perfect. And the way you know God's will for your life is to not copy the behavior and customs of this world. In other words, I think what this passage is trying to say to us is saying His voice must outrank, outcry, be louder than the voices of this world. That's how we begin to discern God's voice. Is His voice louder in your heart, in your mind, in your ear than the voices of culture and society? See, God wants us, this is what this passage tells me quite clearly and directly, I think. God wants us to stand out. God wants us to be different. Not weird, so by the way, not peculiar, not odd, not strange. Our aim, this passage tells us, is not to blend in. But to look to the heavens, where does my help come from? Where does my guidance come from? 
Later on, God himself told the Israelites in Exodus 23, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Do not follow the crowd. So really what I'm saying is, what Paul is teaching us here is, if we want to begin to recognize and discern the cloud and the pillar of fire, and to know God, where God is leading us and where God's wanting to take us, we shouldn't begin by asking the question, God, where should I go? What should I do? You're asking the wrong question. The first question you should be asking is, to whom am I listening? Whom shall I hear? Who speaks into my life? What are the voices I've given authority in my life? Who pulls my strings? You might think nobody, but I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> Who have I given the right, the authority to direct me? If the answer is people, and you can include, include yourself and your own wisdom in that, then you are going to struggle to discern God's direction for your life. If the answer is horoscopes, palm readers, tarot cards, if the answer is TikTok, if the answer is Oh, I love this. Uh, YouTube. Oh, don't even get me started on YouTube. What are the voices you've given permission, authority to speak and inadvertently, directly and or indirectly actually end up guiding you and leading you as to where to go and how to live? If you're following the stars, you're not following the sun. Romans 8 verse 14 says, True children of God are those who let God's spirit lead them. So what Romans 12 is trying to encourage us and teach us to do, Romans 12 verse 2, is saying stop following a culture that's not following God. And start listening for the voice of the Spirit of God. For God has a will for your life. Make no mistake. It's good, pleasing, and perfect. Friends, I remind you that on the day that you gave your life to Jesus, a beautiful miracle happened. The Holy Spirit took up residence in you. You became the dwelling place of the cloud and the fire. <laughs> How cool is that? So in John 14, verse 17, and then I'll read verse 23, Jesus says this, The Spirit of truth 
lives with you and will be in you. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. You have God's Spirit if you've surrendered your life to Jesus. The imminent, indwelling presence of God Almighty, creator of all. One Corinthians three sixteen. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Part of what this series and this season is about is me coming to God, saying, "Holy Spirit, I've allowed other voices." To speak so loud, to speak so loudly that your voice has been drained out in my life. No wonder I'm going south when I should be going north. And this is a season where we say, come Holy Spirit, guide me. Help me to recognize and learn and discern your voice. How does the voice, how does God speak to us, guide us, lead us by his Holy Spirit? Well, many ways, but there are two key ways and then I'm done. Two key ways that the Holy Spirit uses to lead us and guide us. So write it down. The verse and the voice. <laughs> verse and voice. Those are the two primary tools I believe that the Holy Spirit uses to lead you and to guide you. The verse and the voice. The verse. Ephesians 6 verse 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The primary communication tool of the Holy Spirit is the Bible. Amen. <laughs> now, really, we can end there. So, by the way, uh, you, you will know in the app I've made this thing that you can make an appointment to see me. It's going great guns, so by the way. I'm having just the most beautiful and just the most special conversations. I absolutely love them. But I've had some conversations where I've had to ask the question, as I'm listening to you, I need to ask you a question. Are you reading your Bible? Well, Paul, maybe not as, as I should. I'm like, well, can we just agree that we begin there? You want to be led? You want God to guide you? To help show you whether to hold on or let go, to move or not? to resign and start a new job, start a business, whatever it might be. You're at a crossroads. You need guidance. Well, friends, it is as uncomplicated uncompl as just begin to read the Bible. You want to write these seven words down. His will 
is found in his word. His will for you is found in his word. The verse, Psalm 119, you know it. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The crowd says your value depends on your net worth. The Bible says you matter because God made you. Ephesians 2 verse 8. The crowd says, do what you want, it won't hurt. <laughs> free love. Well, first of all, it's not love and it's definitely not free. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Proverbs 14. The crowd says, if there is a God, he does not care about us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, John 3.16. place to begin, your practical next step, if you're at a crossroads and need a, a, a pillar of fire, a pillar of cloud, open up God's word. God will speak. His will is found in his word. The voice. Well, now listen, to, to try and define the voice of God, what it looks like, what it sounds like, is a difficult and almost impossible thing, I think. Yes, sometimes it's, a, it's just a gentle nudge, a gentle feeling, a, a sense of, uh, don't, don't go there. Or, hey, go and visit so-and-so. Sometimes it's a dream. Sometimes it's a vision. It, it takes many forms. Sometimes it, God's voice sounds like or an awful lot like your best friend's voice that God's using to speak to you. The one thing I do know about God's voice is that it's not Morgan Freeman. No, that was a joke. Sorry. The one thing that I do know for certain is this. Is God speaks. God speaks. God wants to speak to you. God leads and guides and he wants to lead and guide you and your family and your children. So talk to him. Ask him. And wait and listen. might take longer than my, what you would like. God and I had a single conversation once that lasted nearly two years. Before God spoke in a way that I could understand. <laughs> Involved two heart attacks as well. <laughs> well, that's just me because I'm a guy and I don't listen too well. But I know for sure that God loves you and he wants to lead you and guide you and he speaks. Ask him, talk to him, read his word and sit back and listen. God will speak. I, what I'm discovering more and more, what I'm finding more is that God speaks to me. God's voice sounds like my thoughts. 
Well, if you think about it, it's actually not that surprising because he owns my mind. My body is his temple. His spirit dwells in me. So it's really not so far-fetched that God will speak to me and answer my questions in a way that I will understand. I love this phrase about led by the Holy Spirit. I'm almost done. Led by the Spirit. I love that God's Spirit, and we need to be reminded of this, that God's Spirit is not a cowboy. God does not drive us like cattle, like cowboys drives cattle. Over 200 times, the Bible refers to God as our shepherd that leads us as a shepherd, leads his sheep. Friends, I want to say to you, God is more committed to leading you than what you are to following him. So relax. <laughs> if you don't sense his guidance, ask again. He will guide you. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. God is completely capable of leading you. He wants to lead you. But what I have found is go first to the verse... And then often the voice will support and reinforce the verse. The voice will never be contrary to the verse. So if you're at a crossroads, open your Bible. Begin there. And then God might speak to you through his word, and then he might reinforce that through the voice. And that voice might take many shapes and forms. But he will never contradict his word. The Bible. If you're at a crossroads, open your Bible. If you're looking for direction today, open your Bible. Here's one last thing you can write down, because this is true, and I want you to remember this as I close today. When you open your Bible, God opens His mouth. When you open your Bible, God will open His mouth. One of the most beautiful ways that the Holy Spirit wants to lead us uh, wants to help us, is to lead us and guide us. I pray for us all. Let us pray. I pray that if you are here today and you are in need of guidance, I pray for the parents that are here today that are in need of help and guidance and direction with their children, how to be good parents. I pray for those in the business world having to make decisions all the time, every day. For mothers, for fathers, for our kids, our teenagers. Come Holy Spirit, be our pillar of of fire and cloud. Speak. Guide us. Lead us, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.